Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm not going to lie. Doran's probably a little bit drunk. Jack's eyes go wide. Jack is a bit of a jack of all trades. Oh, my God. Like, is everything okay? A whack-a-mole that wants to murder you a little. Is it okay if I kill him? They're very bad bandits. I didn't do anything. Doran's real short. Good job, Barry. (laughs) Those two guys are on fire. Oh, absolutely. Whoa. I'm afraid this guy is going to kill Jack, myself, Doran, and then you if I don't dispatch him. That is a critical hit. No way. And a 12 (laughs) on a 20 and 12 This is your second crit, and I... You have three natural ones and he's critted what twice. is happening i'm just the pool boy what am i doing here welcome back to dice shane this is season two episode three cast beyond the moon you may have noticed that we do a thing called mvp every week if you want to hear your name at the top of the show, join one of our communities or leave a review. It's as easy as just joining up and hanging out with the Dice Shame community. Every year, we at Dice Shame and our associated shows participate in Extra Life, a 24-hour game-a-thon charity supporting sick kids' hospitals. Over the past five years, we've raised just under $20,000. On November 5th, we'll be streaming again for 24 hours, a variety of video games, RPGs, music, and more. So make sure you come by and check us out. We'll be reminding you plenty between now and then, but you can always donate today. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it. Woo! You find yourselves outside of a warehouse. The water-deep streets are dark and quiet, and the shadows of the alleyway conceal your entry into 
this warehouse yard. So you guys have entered this gate and you're standing in front of this warehouse. From the outside, being an expert investigator that I am, I'm able to figure out like, is this a lock? Is it a bar on the inside? Is it just like a latch on the inside that might turn? Would there be a way to unlock it if I was in the house? I think it's probably a deadbolt. So if you had a mage hand on the other side, it would be a simple action to just turn the bolt the other way. Yeah, I think Jack peering through the cracks in the door finds sort of where the deadbolt is, can kind of see the place where the shadows sort of break up the... This invisible groping magic hand on the other side and of the door. And then sort of has his invisible hand on the other side grope up and down until his mind latches on to the, the deadbolt and slides it open. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, if you want to do it the easy way. Sorry. <laughs> like, there's, right. then there's a moment where... I, I didn't mean to show you up. I... Jack is a bit of a jack of all trades. That's why Doran and I get drunk a lot. We don't have much to do sometimes. Is Mari like uh, dripping wet? Is she all nervous? <laughs> She's just uh, trying really hard. She's pulled her hair into like a bun again, but it's just like leaking water down the back of her neck like a wet mullet. <laughs> nice. Hey, you're um, you're really leaking. I don't know if that's like... Uh... If you need to add more water or if you're going to run out or what. I should just I should try to get this under control. No, you're, you're wonderful the way you are. Don't worry. Like, is that. everything okay? I'm, I'm just... <sighs> I'm a little nervous because this is definitely outside my oh. usual experience. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. Listen, you're here with three of us and we're very experienced and... The dog. Check it out. Oh, what a dog. He's, a, he's very, very friendly. You know, don't you worry. We got you covered. And uh, whatever whatever we experience in here, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we can handle it. I just keep thinking how nice it would be for Remy and Oslid to spend midwinter together and hope that we can see that happen. Who? This is the reason we're, like, this is the driving what? force behind being here. That yeah, guy. the reason why we're here. That dude. Yeah, Osgood. Remember? Yeah. Uh, um, Oslo and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Remington. Right. So don't pop the first thing that moves because we're here to rescue someone. Mm. And red casts pass without trace on everybody. <laughs> a thing we could have done of 10 minutes ago. That's a good idea. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, and red will silently open the door. Red, you open the door and you reveal a room that has been tossed tables and chairs are carelessly strewn around the floor and the corpses of maybe a dozen people lie along the walls their rapiers and daggers lying nearby it's clear that combat happened here recently on the north side stairs rise up to an open level above and waiting for you Behind overturned tables, using them as cover, four people who have been waiting for you to make your entry into this room for the past five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> they're like, they're still out there talking. <laughs> Draw their short bows and attack you. Everybody roll for initiative. Oh, no. All right. Mari? What'd you roll for initiative? Seven. Hey, that's a terrible roll. <laughs> red? Seven as well. Oh, who wants to go first? I think Red would go first. Sure. I feel like Mari's going to be pale and nervous. Yeah. Love, love that for you. Uh-huh. Doran, would you roll? 
Uh, that's going to be a nine. Wow, you guys. Uh, Jack? 24. Okie dokie. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Show us all how it's done, Jack. <laughs> Jack's making an impression on this episode. Would you, would you do a trick to get that role? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, depend, I, just... I can unlock any door. I can speak to animals. I can roll a 23 on almost every check I do. Watch me explode everyone's head. I didn't speak. Well, I only spoke to Kieran. I was going to say I didn't speak to any animals, but. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's funny. These assailants with their readied actions as they've just been waiting for you. They all fire their arrows at you, Jack, the man of the hour, the man who opened the door. Love it. I rolled crap. I like that. Absolute I'm, trash. I'm here for that. Uh, does hmm. a 19 hit you? A 19 would hit me, but Jack is quick to throw up a shield in front of him to try and catch as many of these arrows that are flying his way, and so his AC is now 20 for the rest of the round. All right. Well, I did roll a 21. Ow. So like one it. of them hit you of the four. Five piercing damage, Jack. Ouch. Top of the round, it is your turn. Huh. Jack flinches as he catches an arrow in his shoulder and like sucks in breath hard before pulling from his waist Dazan's wand and a bright flash of light appears in the room where we were as a hypnotic pattern surrounds three of the people who just shot at me. Cool. And I would like for them to make me a wisdom saving throw, please. Looking for 17. Wisdom save number one. That's an eight. Ooh. Wisdom save number two. 18. Hey. Ooh. Wisdom save number three. 16. So the two that failed become charmed for the duration and are incapacitated with a speed of zero as they are fascinated by twisting patterns of light that weave through the air. And then I think Jack takes a step away from the door and tries to pull the arrow out of his shoulder. Ooh. Okay, next up, these creatures take their turn. In our defense, this guy was just missing. Why would we have thought that opening a door would get us killed? Yeah. You know, this is like Toronto. If you're downtown Toronto and someone's like, hey, my friend's missing, you wouldn't immediately expect to open a door and get shot by like 15 no. people. No, no. Nobody's blaming you, Harlan. Just because you didn't think ahead of. This first assailant who's just been absolutely dazzled by this hypnotic pattern just stands dumbfounded in the middle of this warehouse the one who saved however runs forward towards his friend who is also similarly affected and uses his action to shake him awake then the two of them take cover behind these boxes the fourth creature runs out front and stands between you red and you jack so he comes out of the door into the yard brandishing a terrifyingly sharp looking scimitar he's going to strike at you three times jack Mm -hmm. natural one I'll take that. Oh. For shame. Shame. Well, I mean, shame, I'm not shame, mad at shame, it, but I shame, think shame. I'm going to shame this dice. Shame, shame. It's been a hot minute since I've done some actual legitimate yes. dice shaming. <laughs> shame it. And Dude, now here on this, this episode. dice <laughs> is a beautiful pink kind of translucent die. What's its name? Its name is Gertruda. Shame it. Gertruda oh, has like. uh, silver sparkles and white numbers, and she is going in the shame jar. 
All right, Gertruda. Shame, shame, shame. The other. Does shame 20 hit you? Uh, it, yeah, it'll hit me. <laughs> Two misses and one hit with this scimitar. And Jack, you take. Oh, 11 slashing. Oh, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What's what's your deal? Lord. Yeah, this guy doesn't like you super much. I know. Next up. Join the body, pal. We got Doran. I'm going to go home to my Doran, what bar. do you do? Doran's eyes go wide as mm-hmm. he sees all of a sudden arrows come flying out. One hits Jack, and he's like, what's going on? We're looking for somebody. Yeah. Ugh. Jack retreats, and this, this man rushes out and starts stabbing at him. And then he sees this <laughs> the water gushing out of Mari's hair, and he's like, Mo, I, I got to move quick. So Doran jumps right in front of Mari, standing between Mari and the uh, assailant mm-hmm. who's attacking Jack. And he's going to turn around and start attacking this, this old little bastard, mm-hmm. right? So is he old? He is now. Doran said it. You know what? Okay. I'm going to use my lucky. Ooh. All right. I rolled worse on the second time. (laughs) I'm using it again. There's two. Okay, there we go. 21 to hit. Nice. You do. You hit. 18 points of damage. Mm -hmm. Come on, orc splitter. Doran raises his axe up above his head. (laughs) It's time to see blood. Oh, it's real. (laughs) (laughs) And I bring the axe down, shaving a big, huge chunk off the guy's arm, exposing like bone and raw flesh. Gross. (laughs) And then, (gasps) with a critical 20. No way. Nicely done. That means this does double the damage, I think, if my memory serves me correctly. (laughs) You roll roll all your your dice dice twice. twice. Oh, right. So you're okay. wrong. <laughs> but I only do the plus once, right? That's right. Yeah. You only add So your nine modifier. plus eight, that's 17 plus five. So that's 22 points of damage. Whoa. Wow. Nicely done. Very good. With the axe down at my side after just swinging, I swing back up with the backhand and graze the blade of my axe across this bad guy's chest. Mm-hmm. He's trying to dodge you valiantly. Yes. Look at the blood, Mari. Oh my god. Oh. Oh my god, it's just spraying all over the place and like Hey. <laughs> Red and Jack are on either side, right? This this man is hemmed in on all sides. Notice how in the heat of battle and blood I remember your name. <laughs> what did you roll? Uh, what? Did you roll the Are you attacking again? No, do I get another attack? No, when I, well, I mean you have over? if you want to You action could action surge. surge. You can. I oh no. You were no, like... that's the end of my roll. Oh, okay. Nope. Cool. Sorry. No, no. Red, your turn. You're right up next to this guy who's getting an axe to the face over and over again. Holy shit! (laughs) Red slings his bow on his back and draws his rapier, and he's going to attack the guy in front of him across from Jack. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be a really bad roll. Oh, no. That's a three plus. No. So that's going to be a (laughs) A 11 to hit. It does not. Chester, come on. That's a 15 to hit. That hits. It does. Yeah, it does. Oh, never mind, Chester. Good job, little boy. That weird gendering got me. I don't know why. (laughs) No, it's good. Uh, 18 damage. Red, what does it look like when you kill a man? 
Red pulls at his rapier and jabs him once and then lines it up to his neck and he's about to cut off this man's head and he stops. And he turns to Mara and he says, Mara, I'm afraid this guy is going to kill Jack, myself, Doran, and then you if I don't dispatch him. Is it okay if I kill him? Whoa. Mari is just pale and she just nods silently. Okay. Before I do, and I turn to him, are you a bad guy? Have you done a lot of bad stuff? <laughs> he opens his mouth to speak and then he keels over dead. <laughs> I think he was going to say something really bad. I, I, I think he did some really bad stuff. I promise. One less to worry about. Take him down, Mari. Mari, it's your turn. You are standing out in this dark shipping yard. Red, Doran, and Jack are all clustered around the fallen body of this man. And you hear the noise of more enemies within. The enemies within, Mm -hmm. are they sort of like clustered together or are they separate? It's hard for you to tell from where you're standing. You can't see them. Hmm. Is there light inside? Um, yeah, there's like a little bit of candlelight inside. It seems like these dudes were sneaking around by candlelight Ooh. or maybe having a romantic dinner, but you can't tell from where you're standing. Romantic dinner with crossbows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like so many corpses. Yeah. Mari is just white, or I guess in this case, a very light blue. <laughs> like just with nerves and has just been watching this go down. And the guys who I can kind of see. There are two men inside that are taking cover, I suppose, behind like some overturned tables. And like, were they, the, they were the guys shooting arrows at us though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely all tried to kill me. Okay, yes. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say cowering. They're strategically sheltering from you all right (laughs) we're strategically sheltering (laughs) so mari takes a deep breath and just tries to steal herself and just in a panic casts moonbeam on these two dudes how is that a uh, it's a silvery beam of pale light that shines down in a five foot radius it's a basically a 40 foot high cylinder of light that touches down on where you do it okay and it causes searing pain to anybody inside of it oh jeez sounds sounds freaking terrible yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's a panic move this is entirely a panic move uh-huh. she knows how to do this but she's never used it before its target is a point within range you don't have to see it which is awesome because you can't see these guys you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like i need they, yeah i assume they're within 120 feet of us they certainly are so okay yeah that, that's fine <laughs> okay so they need yeah they need to constitution saving throw of 16 for those guys to see if they actually make it out nice first one natural one oh yeah this is a different dial together Hmm? this is a two a two dice shame 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 i'm shaming this dice i'm not sad that it's your dice dice shame day this is a pearlescent purple dice with white numbers, and I'm shaming it. Sad to see it go. Bye. I'm going back to Old Faithfuls. So the one obviously freaking fails, and the second one... That's another natural one. No way. Ooh. No Hat way. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so good. Come on. Are they within five feet of each other? Five foot radius. Yeah, yeah. they are. Because that's a 3d10 awesome. for damage. Let's do nice. it. Nice. All right. Roll it. I rolled an 18 on that for damage. Sweet. She casts it just in a panic. She basically just 
like throws her hands back and then just this radiant silver light just appears and then goes up to the sky and then comes back down in this beam. And it's just, it's just a, it's a pure move of desperation. You hear cries of agony coming from inside as your smiting beam begins to burn their flesh and their nerves start to sizzle and fry. Oh my God. I do think that we're seeing a bit of a icon of light just piercing through the dilapidated roof here. Well, we can see now. Huh. Mari just drops to her knee. Wow. Good job, Mari. Holy shit. Jack, what do you do? Jack's eyes go wide, fascinated at watching Mari cast this spell. He um, lines up a, a line of sight into, into the building, seeing the, the closest one of these thugs and points his wand and a bolt of fire shoots out towards him, mm-hmm. which gets a 27 to hit uh-huh. and would do 15 fire damage. Nicely done. And then I think Jack sort of moves north to be on the other side of, the, of everybody else away from this door and the people with knives who might want to, you know, murder him a little. A little. (laughs) Those two guys are on fire. Who, us? From within, you hear the sounds of movement. These two men who were taking cover and then got smoten uh, definitely leave the area of the moonbeam to position themselves behind some crates and across from the open door. Doran, they pop out from behind these crates and shoot arrows at you. Mm, do they? They do. <laughs> 23 to hit you, Doran. Oh, that does hit. Six piercing damage and the other 11. So that one misses. The arrow flies wide and clatters off of the fantasy chain link fence in the yard. Six points? Mm-hmm. Doran, it's your turn. And then they like pop back down behind the crates, of course. They're like jack in the box but then no not like jack in the box because then when you it pops out jack doesn't, doesn't pop jack in the boxes don't pop back down yeah i know i know what you're talking like about a, though. like uh hidey holes like a guy that like goes moles. up and down a bunch like prairie dog prairie like dogs. being at the like being at the fair yeah right? like a whack-a-mole like a whack-a-mole. a whack-a-mole a whack-a-mole that wants to murder you a little that's good whack em doran thank you a doran whack-a-mole. okay so i'm within running distance of these guys and you know what Doran, I'm not going to lie, Doran's probably a little bit uh, drunk. He's also a little bit show-off-y <laughs> with our new member here. And so he... And Orc Splitter's egging you on. She's like, yeah, Yeah, you're right. I should. I should. And he, and he goes barreling in and dives over top of the box mm-hmm. um, that hosts the first bad guy on the right. You see his eyes go wide as your form yeah. just hurdles over the top of this crate. He is certainly not expecting me to be jumping over and attacking him with an axe in the face. Bold move. But he does because <laughs> I just rolled full damage. Whoa. That is a 20, a critical hit. No way. A critical hit, a 20 and a 12 on a fair? 20 and 12 This is your die. second Holy crit shit. and I You have I crit three natural failed. ones and he's critted twice. <laughs> what is happening? So that's going to be 29 points of damage wow. to this bad guy's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You sink your axe between his eyes and he falls over dead. Yes. You look beside you and you see 
10 feet away, another bandit cowering behind this crate now, reconsidering his life choices. (laughs) Yeah, and with a slushy crunch, Doran pulls the axe out of his skull. Sound design time. Inspiration for that gross description. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Slushy crunch. I like that one. Um, You know, placing a foot on the neck, pulls the axe out of this bad guy's head and immediately uh, swings it, uh, sort of a backhand, I guess, at this point, towards this uh, other guy who's standing right next to him. (laughs) With the same swing, he is going to attack. That's going to be 18 to hit. Yes. Doing... 11 points of damage. Okay. And then should I continue with an action surge? I think I'm going to. All right. Do Why it. Not? Do it. Action you surge. You only live. Treat yourself. Once. <laughs> Treat yourself. And so that's going to be 24 to hit. Mm-hmm. This one doing 18 more points of damage. Awesome. Do I need to do another attack? Yes, you do. Kill him, Doran. Because Doran's standing there now and the guy's like cowering. Please don't do it. Well, you shouldn't have attacked me. Dark. And he, you know, kind of. With the with the water ganassi, you know, sort of in the corner of my eye. Making a real impression. I like it when they plead yep. for their lives. Attack of 20. You do hit. And uh, doing eight, another 18 points of damage. You exactly nice. kill Whoa. Doran, dispatching yes. him handily, not wasting an ounce of your energy. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm kind of I'm rewriting my character sheet here. Just just not rewriting, right but now? I'm moving stuff over. Verifying. And one of my flaws is bloodlust. So I will sometimes get so into the battle that I forget. Once I'm started, I'm like a steaming locomotive and very mm. difficult to stop. You know, I'm just hacking away at this body until a couple breaths later, I realize, oh. Sorry, sorry, I got I got carried away and Doran's standing there with like splashed blood all over his face. It's just Jesus. dripping off of his, his orc splitter and he wipes it with his bare hand. He's just Chef Boyardee now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Red, it's your turn. You see through the open door, Doran hop up on these crates and kill one, two assailants. Now this last guy... He's under the hip, hypnotic. That's hypnotic. correct. Okay. Yeah. Red walks in, sheathing his rapier and pulls his bow out. Red fires an arrow at his head. We don't want to ask him any questions about where the guy we're missing is. Jack did. but And he has to do a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Three. Perfect. As the arrow strikes this guy and he's knocked out of this state. He takes four points of psychic damage. He gets a headache. And he is charmed. Oh. What? Red has used one of his beguiling arrows. And uh, as he breaks out of this stupor, he looks towards oh, Red. Oh, beguiled. I'm almost just picturing this arrow like fly towards this guy's head and then become psychic energy that like zaps his brain or something. No, the arrow flies towards him and it stops and it taps him on the shoulders and it does a little come hither wave. <laughs> it's like one of those old guns that fires that a little bang rolls out. Sure. Hey, my old friend, we have some questions to ask you. <sighs> Good job, everyone. Mari? Mari, are you okay? No. Mari is looking like pretty out of it, right? She turns around. We did it. And just runs for the door. Mari! Mari, where are you going? I I can't. I can't 
do this. I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. And she just goes outside and she just sits down, just unable to handle what's just happened. What the hell was that? What did you do, Doran? Red says, like flicking blood at you as he points a finger. <laughs> what did you do? Did you say something to Mari? Jack, you and Mari were talking. Did you do something? <sighs> no, no. Uh, Mari, don't run off. <sighs> there could be more of them. Doran is just catching his breath and he's uh, standing over top of this uh, last fallen bad guy and his axe is dripping blood and he's breathing heavily. <sighs> I didn't do anything. I just, uh, you know, I acted naturally. I thought I went pretty good. <laughs> Doran, there's a dude still alive in here as well. As you stand there, there there's a, a man standing at the base of a set of stairs that lead up to the balcony of the second level. He's holding a scimitar in a loose grip, both of his hands at his side, and he's just kind of looking at you quizzically. Red, ask him if he's seen Oslid. Yeah, you deal with him. I'll go speak to Mari. And Red heads outside to talk to Mari. As Red escapes outside, Doran approaches the man and knocks the scimitar, scimitar out of his hand uh, with the end of his axe. Scimitar? It's the pool skimmer. He's holding it. <laughs> Where is it? Put it down, man. You don't want to take any of these bugs out of the water. That's my scimitar. <laughs> I'm just the pool boy. What am I doing here? That's I said good. get down. Inspiration, Harlan. Yay! <laughs> Right. My favorite way to win it. Hey, uh, what's your name? Mm -hmm. Jack shouts at the guy as he sort of marches across the warehouse. Red heads out and sees Mari sitting by the side of the road. Ma Mari, what the hell happened? She's just like shell-shocked entirely because she's not someone who's really experienced anything ever like this. And, you know, walking into a situation where somebody has just hacked some people into cat chow <laughs> is uh is pretty overwhelming and she just sort of looks up how how do you how do you do this how how do you do this oh it's not doran's fault he's he's just the way he is you know i mean <laughs> no uh, he smells a little bit yeah and he's he's kind of offensive not, and he burps real loud and his farts not weak. doran how do you walk into a room that smells like so much blood and just to stay on your feet, because I don't know how I could even do that again. Oh. I'm not a fighter. Oh, Mari. And Red sits down next to you, and he takes off his robe of useful items, and he sort of throws it around your shoulders. Aww. <laughs> Mari, I, uh... I mean, I don't know. It's, it's admittedly not maybe the best coming from me, because I, uh, I have a sordid history with taking lives but uh, and red looks over his shoulder at like the dripping blood from the room inside and back at Murray. you're not wrong i mean it's it's easier but that doesn't make it right i guess it's been a long time since we've thought of looking at things from from your perspective but but look no matter what i i, I promise you that if we hadn't done anything we'd all be dead right now we open those doors and and they fired at us, point blank. I don't, I don't really know what to do with this, how to, how to be in those moments. And I want, I want to help, but I, I don't know how. And I don't know how to control this. Well, you look like you had 
control over it for the most part. Red again looks at the beam of moonlight that's mm-hmm. shining through the hole that was caused by a beam of moonlight and like the wet pile that was once a person beneath it. Yeah, just like lightly crisped. Look, you have a great deal of power. And uh, as Spider-Man always said, with great power comes great responsibility. And <laughs> Spider-Man is a friend of mine. He, he lives <laughs> down the block and he sells juice boxes. That doesn't feel canonical, but okay. Back in Mastica. Uh, it's, it's canon now. It's more of a spider person. <laughs> it's a drider. He's a bug man, okay? <laughs> He's just a big spider. Just a big spider. <laughs> it's just a spider that just you just a spider that I talk Spider-Man. to. Hi, Spider-Man. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, me too. Power, was, responsibility. I hear you. Was, <laughs> you can talk to spiders. Of course, That's... I can. Look, Mary, I, I, I hear you. That was a, a pretty awesome display of power, and we've seen our fair share of awesome displays of power. But, you know, maybe if you feel uncomfortable with it or, or you're unsure, you can. Well, maybe we can lean on each other. Because look, the truth is, yeah, none of that bothers me, and. And maybe it should. And maybe, just maybe, that what you did, as powerful as it was, saved Jack's life. Maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. Mari just goes and she, like, looks at the cloak and there's, like, a tear on it. And she just uses mending to, like, fix the tear. And Red sort of looks down at his own paws and you see, as he looks down, the severed ears on the top of his head and his severed tail. And he sort of just stares down for a moment. She can see the ears where, or where they used to be and the scarring that's there. And for a moment, she almost wants to move her hand up, but she knows that there are some things that you can repair easily and you can hide that damage. And there are other things that you just can't fix simply and you can't just repair with magic. And you're always going to see that. So she just takes a deep breath and is like, Okay, I want to go back in, but I'm going to need help understanding how to move forward. She stands up and just gives Red this long look and just goes, but if this, and she sort of gestures to the the big hole in the ceiling and all that, if that's ever too much, I need you to stop me in whatever way that is. Okay, okay. Back inside... Thanks to Jack's hypnotic illusions and Red's charming arrow, there's still the one man standing inside the warehouse. He's at the base of a set of stairs that lead up to the balcony on the second level. And as he watches Jack and Doran approach him, he sort of sets it down on the barrel beside him and looks between the two of you. Why don't you come have a seat on this box and tell us your name? And Jack sits down on another crate not far trying to like create a non-threatening space for this guy who's under a very <laughs> careful spell for the moment. Yeah, and meanwhile Doran's standing overhead like a security just guard just holding covered in blood and holding his axe, you know, <laughs> ready for any movement. He looks shiftily between the two of you and then looks at the door to the warehouse, almost like he's assessing whether he can make a break for it. And then he sighs. My name is Hmm. He speaks in kind of a thick tongue. You from Waterdeep? I don't... I don't remember. Why not? Uh, He holds a hand to his head. 
almost like he's suffering from some headache or something. Who are these people? And Jack points to the massacred bodies that were there before we got here. These are... I don't know. It's also strange. I mean, I'm getting a vibe that there's something fucking with this guy's head. How close do you get, Jack? So when I suggested he come over and sit down next to me, he did not move? Is that the... No, he's kind of like very cagey right now. Hmm. Listen, you've got one way out of this alive, and it's to come over and sit down and talk to us, man, because you're in deep shit. So why don't you come and open your heart a little bit? Tell us what's going on, because this is looking really bad. There's, There's no time. Why not? You have to set me free. You need to answer one question without a question. Why do you need to be set free? Who's coming for you? How about a man named Ozlid? Do you you recognize the name? No. He's messing around with us, Jack. And Doran, like, kicks him in the shoulder. (laughs) You kick him in the shoulder? Yeah, Doran's Doran's real short. I thought he was, like, sitting. No, no, no. No, no, no. He's standing. I like to imagine he's standing there and Doran, like, leaps up and kicks him really hard. Doran, like, Kicks his. <laughs> I was picturing like a like a uh, yeah. big roundhouse, you know. Okay, okay. Doran Doran interrupts and says, "All right, Jack, I've heard enough. Tell us what's going on here." And he kicks the guy in the thigh, like the upper thigh, kind of breaking his his stance. You know, you do that. His like leg kind of drops out from underneath him a bit. Sure. I mean, he's just going to become aggressive to you now. Well, that's. I so so that would would Doran not, doesn't think. But would that not disrupt a charm or something? <laughs> Yeah, but that's... The charm that you have on him. Yeah. yeah. But that would be bad. Is that not what's messing with his he head? He would pick up no. his scimitar no. and try that's to not attack what mess- you then. That's not what's messing with no. his head? No. no. Hmm. But I like where you're... I'm still going through that. Uh, well, no, because it would disrupt the spell, you're saying. Yeah, it would break uh, it. Okay, never mind. Forget it. Never mind. In Doran's mind, he's like about to inch forward and say this and then yeah I'm, Jack says, I'm getting a real vibe that something's messing with this guy's head beyond red's arrow that he just shot him with in the brain with psychic energy and i'm sure that's fine <laughs> is there any way i could diagnose if there's other spells going on him or other effects that i might want to try like kind of make an arcana check or something to see what's going on that's or a great question he's got magical diarrhea and he doesn't want to talk about it it's a real problem this is what's bothering this guy yeah so, Jack, you cast Detect Magic. The creature is not influenced by a magical effect. Non-magical diarrhea. The worst. <laughs> Does this look like confusion from being hit in the Apart head? Apart from the magic that you and Red have put on him. Sorry, Alex, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just... Other Alex. So, but I mean, does it look like head trauma? I don't know what's going on in this guy, but... Why don't we tie him up and see if Oslid's in the building somewhere still alive? Some of those people could need our help more than this guy does. I just don't want him hurting anybody else. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I just like to try and get some information out of him. And Doran's looking up and down this character. If I use a medicine check, would would I be able to detect whether he's just influenced by like heavy head trauma? Yeah, roll for it. That's a six. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, you personally didn't crack him in the head, but uh, he did get walloped by like an arrow and recently cast a spell on. So it's pretty easy for Doran to jump to the conclusion that this is based on combat yeah. injuries. Yeah, he's he's been smacked around a bit. You can see the confusion. Look at his eyes. They're not sitting still. They're all shaking around. And they're like a couple of eggs. And a... Anywho. I feel like Red and Mary come back in at this moment. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Did you ask this guy where he's at? He's not very helpful. Yeah, but he's all 
discombobulated. He's Discom- uh, what you, what's it? Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. He's probably been smacked in the head a couple times. Listen, we should probably look around for, for does that. Does he look like he's been smacked in the head? And Red walks up and looks at this guy. Mallory, does this guy look like he's been smacked in the head? Uh, I mean, he's definitely had some things happen to him. <laughs> like, she's fully aware of the last, like, 20 minutes or whatever has happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like she's, like, tiptoeing around the pool of blood underneath the moon hole. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. Like. She's, just, yeah. she's just trying really hard to not look back at the damage she has wrought. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I can't, I can't look at that right now. I can't. Out of sight, out of mind. No thoughts, head empty. Hell, um, yeah. Can I try doing a medicine check on this guy? See if I can. Absolutely. In fact, I would recommend it. 12. Come on. Total? Yeah. (laughs) This man seems to be perspiring quite a lot. His face is slick. You might think that he's possibly sick. He's not the guy we're looking for, right? Like, he doesn't fit the description. No, he doesn't. Okay. Fair question. Fair question. The next priority for Jack is, are any of these other people still alive and needing our help? Mm. There's a whole pile of bodies that these guys butchered before we got here and stopped them. God, it'd be nice to find someone still breathing. I hope Oslid isn't one of them. Right. Let's fan out and take a look around. And Red starts looking towards the north of the building. Okay. Red, you see from your investigations that it looks like the warehouse hasn't been used for shipping anything in quite some time. The barrels that are lying around are of spoiled foodstuffs. You can smell death in this place. And Jack, as you go to investigate these corpses to see if there are any signs of life... It's not a good sign when you call them corpses. Yeah. um, They have been dead for quite some time. The warehouse is actually pretty rank from it. All dead over here, Jack. What about you? Yeah, pretty quiet. Mari, Doran, you seeing anything? Mm. No, just just a lot of corpses. Do these guys look like thugs, merchants, commoners? Mm. I mean, they've been dead for a while. Are they dressed fancy? Are they dumped here as a secret? Are they... Some merchants, some sailors, some members of the city watch based on clothing. Hmm. And That's no good. Not all of them have the same level of decomposition, so probably they were killed at different times. What the hell are we thinking? Some sort of necromantic business? People coming from the dead? They look like zombies or something. What are the most recently dead bodies? Like the least decomped ones the ones that you guys just killed aside from, okay the, the next <laughs> most <laughs> dead ones <laughs> and then probably the members of the city watch are the freshest at maybe three or four days old it's hard to tell just from glancing i'd like to go over to one and see if there's anything if they're carrying anything like maybe they have a warrant or something like is there a reason why they came there mm-hmm I'll join Maori by the body. And also at the same time, I want to see how it died. Okay. Red, you can roll a medicine check. That's a natural one. For shame. A new die too. I just bought it. Fan Expo. Mm -hmm. Maori, how did this guy die? Can you tell? 26. Oh, Oh, that's better. Fucking, (laughs) not only can you assess that these corpses were uh, violently killed, but you would guess that the scimitars that the, um, I guess, bandits were carrying or weapons like them were probably responsible. How'd they die? It looks like the bandits who attacked us got to them first. 
and they had worse luck than we did. What the hell were these guys doing in here? I have no idea. I want to go through their stuff. As you go through their things, Mari, it's strange. For bandits, you would expect these bodies to be picked clean, but no. They still have purses with silver pieces in them. Uh, One of the members of the city guard has a, a... dagger with a jeweled hilt these are things that bandits would have loved to get their hands on that's that's weird what they still have everything they still have all their stuff they still have important tools they still have money what kind of bandits don't rob the bodies they kill well not bandits either they're very bad bandits or they weren't killed because they wanted any of their stuff all right brain foggy boy and red walks over to the guy that we've charmed mm-hmm Time to snap out of it. You must remember something. Who you are, why you're here, what your name is. Come on. I think my name is Euclid. Euclid. Okay. All right. Euclid. Euclid. It's a weird name, but not a crime. (laughs) As far as I know. Jack, is it a crime to have the name Euclid in Waterdeep? Uh, Not since I was last here, but God knows the rules change so fast sometimes. All right. It's not a crime. Can I go... Please. No. no, we're looking for a friend. We're looking for a man. He's in his 60s. Euclid, is anybody else here besides us? If I show you, will you let me free? Doran, Doran lies and says, of course. Roll deception. Doran, Doran. lied lyingly. <laughs> Dripping in the blood of his friends. Yeah. Of course, you can go anywhere. <laughs> Take you to Disney World. Hey, they fired first. What is that going to be? Persuasion? Deception. 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 Sorry, you said that already. <laughs> Roll deception. Persuasion, right? <laughs> Five. Five? Five? Five. Against my 18, Euclid blanches and shakes his head and he doesn't say anything else. Look, we probably won't let you go, but we also won't kill you. And then Red looks at Mari. I I mean, we won't kill you no matter what, but we won't do it hard. We'll let him go if you'd show us. Well, turn him over to the guards. What are you... This is Waterdeep. There's laws here. All right, everyone, calm down. Look, there's guards, there's letting them go, and there's killing them. Raise your hands if you want to kill them. And Red puts his hand up and then puts it down immediately. I mean, <laughs> put your hand up if you want to put them over to the guards. Yeah. yeah. Doran puts his hand up. Okay, that's two. Uh, put your hand up if you want to just let him go on his own way. Mari gives sort of like a non-committal hand wiggle. <laughs> See, come saw. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we use majority rules, apparently, so we'll say... Uh, uh, what they want. Put them over to the guard. Everyone mm. fine with that? All right. You're going to the guard. You hear that? Not ideal, but you did try to kill us. So the man, after seeing your very democratic process, <laughs> <laughs> nods and then shuffles over to a blank patch of floor. Yes. He <laughs> bends down and reveals a wooden trap door set neatly into the floor and he says I don't know your friend but they might be here thanks Eucharist Euclid whatever Doran we'll just have to come back for you later and Doran starts to walk away and then spins back around and punches the guy's lights out oh leaving him cold on the floor yeah he hits the ground like a sack of potatoes like so coolly and doran just like oh, shakes it's the his coolest. hand Ching. mari remember when we opened the door they shot at us and there's all these dead city watchmen so these are bad guys <sighs> we're helping from here on out uh doran you have some brain in your beard oh uh, sorry 
once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Alexander, Ruku, Lost With Two Faces, Matilda Rushing, Lida, Chelsea Chong, KR, Sky, Creature, Regan, Michelle Conn, Heather Nichols, Alexander Reed, Melanie Xian, Artistic Witch, Brian Blas, Lars, Gray, Bryn, Daniel, Tara, Doug, Mari Kaniski, Merlin, Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Colin Burkhart, and Michael and Brianna Weber. Thank you so much! So the man shuffles over to a blank patch of floor. He bends down. He does have diarrhea, I told you! And takes a massive shit. (laughs) 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 Episode end. Guys, question. Beautiful. My indomitable, I've written down reroll a failed saving throw. But I seem to recall, like, like, is a saving throw is a specific type of roll. It's not just a roll, right? Yeah, it, it'd be one that uses your saving throws. Shut up. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.